Uh, one of the things that I can tell you, ever since I started this series, it has helped my life tremendously. Amen. How many have been helped by it? Amen. How many are applying it? Now, let, let me just say something. What usually happens is this. Uh, when you learn something and you have, you stop learning it, there's a tendency to forget. All right. Uh, the only way that change can truly happen in your life is if you get into the habit. Notice I'm going to use the word habit. The habit of practicing what you've learned. So every day you have to do something. Amen. Every day you have to take a part of the principles and when you see things show up in your life, you have to grab those principles and you have to continue to practice. Practice makes what? Come on, somebody. Amen. Do you think Michael Jordan just became great overnight? Huh? Come on, come on. Amen. Do, do you think Tom Brady became great overnight? <laughs> Amen. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Amen. Amen. No, no. What did he do? He practiced. Are y'all with me? What did he do? <laughs> and in practicing, that's what makes you better. See, you and I can be so loaded down with information. Amen. This is a word church. Hands down. It's a word church. Uh, but the thing about being a word church is you can get so much word, but you can not apply it or practice it. So you know the theory, but you don't practice it. There are three steps to uh, Bible study methods. Observation. Interpretation. And application. It's not just good to know the text, but you got to know how to apply the text. And when you begin to apply the text to your life, you begin to see change. All right? That's how God changes you. You don't get changed just by praying for 50, 52 hours. Amen. If there's something that you want changed in your life, you have to go to God's word, grab the principle, and work hard every day to practice it. Amen. Y'all with me? All right. I'm just, I'm just laying the foundation because now we're talking, we're going from, uh, how to handle arguments to becoming what? Peacemakers. Amen. What, what, what we becoming? Peacemakers. It's easy to go off. That's easy. Come on, y'all. That's, that's an easy thing to do. That, come on. And as a matter of fact, that's our response most of the time. We're good at that. We've practiced that real good. But when you can hold your tongue, come on somebody, when you can control yourself, when you can uh, be a person that's reasonable, come on somebody, someone that's spiritual, someone who can say, you know what? No, we don't need to go there with that. No, 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 no. I'm not just going to snap. Amen. Some people that they, they're good at that. They could just, they just snap at a moment. Okay, and I want to tell you something. God can't bless you like that. And I mean that. God's not going to bless you like that. Because let me tell you why. Because if he gives you more, you're going to think it's you. 
Amen. And more doesn't change you. But if you change the way you are now as far as your behavior and your response to situations, you will stand in position in what I call the winner's circle. Amen. Where God will bless you. Amen. All right. So the first thing in, in becoming a peacemaker, we need to look at what what usually happens. And oftentimes what happens is unmet, I told you this, unmet desires. Uh, this is what I call the slippery slope of conflict. The slippery slope of conflict. Amen. A harmful conflict is usually triggered by unmet needs or desires. Go to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. We've been here a couple times all through this series. We've been here. I'm not sure if you remember. But we've been here a few times. And uh, how many of you want to be a peacemaker? Amen. How many of you want to be? Now, I'm not saying peaceful. I'm talking about peacemaker. You want that too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A lot of us need to work on that. Amen. All right. James chapter one, beginning, I'm sorry, James chapter four, beginning in verse, um, verse one. Read that for me. So go ahead, finish that. All right. So even good desires can evolve into controlling, demanding demands and idols that lead us to judge others. And then, watch this, then we punish them until we get what we want. Lord have mercy. See, he says, he says, you, you lust and do not have. So what do you do? What do you do? You, 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 we, we talk about people. Abraham, we talk about our organizations that we're part of. You know what I'm saying? He says, you don't have what you don't, you don't have what you want. So we commit what? Murder, right? You lust and do not have, you commit murder and you are what? Envious and cannot obtain. So what do you do? You pick a fight. Some of us, there's a fighter in us all the time. Man, I've been practicing this. I've been practicing. Just back down. Just be cool. Don't, don't engage. Amen. Come on, somebody. Don't engage. You know what I'm saying? That's hard, ain't it? Isn't that hard? Sometimes that's hard, ain't it? Don't engage. You see, here's the thing. Oftentimes, we're carrying around our feelings. But, but, the, but what the Bible says, it's, it's us. It's the things that we want so, and we're not getting it. So what do you do when you're not getting what you want? How do you, how do you, how do you, I mean, seriously, you're not getting, listen, um, 
You can't control the other person to get what you want. See, and, and, and that's just a slippery slope. It starts there with unmet desires. All right. And, and, and that's the first thing. But watch this. Uh, we, we punish them until we get what we want. This progression often starts with minor differences. But before we know it, we are sliding down the slippery slope. Watch this of conflict that can drop off in two directions. See, go to Luke chapter um, 10 for me. Luke chapter 10. Amen. Luke chapter 10. Uh Uh-oh, y'all quiet today. I got you. I got me guess you're learning. Uh Uh-huh. Let me guess you're learning, huh? All right. Let's look at, let's look at, let's look at this right quick. See, a good thing can go bad at any time. Look at Mary and Martha, Martha and Mary. (coughs) What do we have here? We have a situation. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered the village, verse 38, and a woman named Martha welcomed him to her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was what? Seated at the Lord's feet. Listening to his word. See that? This is why I be saying when when we have like, when we have events and things like that, we shouldn't be in the kitchen. See what I'm saying? We should be sitting at the feet of Jesus. So that means you got to get here early to do what you got to do in order to get what you need to get done. So that way you can come and get the real thing you came for. All the rest of that stuff is just icing on the cake. But the real deal is getting to the feet of Jesus. To hear the word of God. To listen to the word of God. Watch what she says. The word says. But Martha was what? (coughs) She was what? Now some would say that she was doing a good thing. But Jesus or Luke writes and says, it was a distraction. See, sometimes we think that what we're doing is helpful, but it's really hurtful, harmful. Amen. Or it may be a what? Distraction. Amen. To whoever you're dealing with. You follow what I'm saying? Look what she said. Look what she said. Martha was distracted with all her what? Preparation, I believe that word distraction carries the idea of worry. Worrying that everything is right. The, the, the table is set right. The, this is done right. This, 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 this. And now you're turning your good works into something that's distracting. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. This is rich right here. Right? And this is what I'm talking about. Watch this. She had her desire... I believe that the greatest desire we could ever have is what we're doing right now. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Listening to the word of God. Amen. Watch this. From the time you hear Mike check, you should be running in here. Amen. Why? Because the word is being broken open. That's, that's, that's real talk right there. Watch this. Watch this. Look what, look what happened. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, 
She dropped dime on him. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me? Now, look what she did. She just sold out her sister. Trying to make herself look good to who? You lust and do not have. Amen. So what do you do? You drop dime on your, on your own family member. Come on, help me somebody. I'm just trying to make it relevant for you so you can grab it. All right. In other words, she's thrown shade. Amen. She's thrown shade on, on her sister. I, I'm serious. She, she's saying, listen, yo, <laughs> amen. You left, she left me and look, she could have told anybody, but she told Jesus. She figured, I'm going to tell Jesus on you. Amen. Like, you know, some of y'all do. I'm going to tell pastor. Amen. Watch it out now. Watch it out. Watch it out. Look at that. He said, uh, Lord, do you not care? Now notice what she suggests to the Lord. Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and what? Bothered about what? So many things. You know what I believe? I believe that's, that most of the times the conflicts that we have in life, it's geared around all the things that we're bothered and worried about. And sometimes it's so minute. Amen. But we project it. Or we feel like I'm doing all the work, everybody else. You know, I show up and do all the work. Everybody look at them, they just sitting around. No, you need, we need to change our perspective on that. Because if they left you back there and came here to hear the word, they've done the right thing. Because the word is the most important thing in the church. Do you hear me? I'm going to say it one more time. What's the most important thing? Right. So, so when the kitchen team come in talking about now we got to tell them, I said, amen, that God said, amen. Come on, help me somebody that they're bothered and worried about too many things, but they should be choosing the most important thing. And that is the word of God. Look what, look what Jesus said. Now, now watch this. She told Jesus. Thinking that Jesus would what? Side with, come on somebody. She wanted to paint herself before Jesus. Like, look what I'm doing. I'm serving. And she's not. No, she was doing a little bit more. She was doing the right thing. And the right thing was being at the feet. Oh, hallelujah to his holy name, y'all. This is not stuff I make up, y'all. I'm just saying, I'm not making this stuff up and I'm not interpreting it wrong. I'm, I mean, seriously, this this is the kind of stuff they're not, they want to tell us a lot of things about church, but if we really was to go what the word is, you'd realize that we ain't doing half of what we need to be doing. Come on, man. Listen, when I, when I, when I get up on Sunday morning, man, I know what I'm coming here for. Even though I'm preaching. <laughs> Amen. I'm coming for the word because God be sharing stuff with me. Amen. Listen, I come here for the word. I didn't come here. We did not come here for foolishness. 
We didn't come here to say who's outdoing who. Come on, somebody. The most important thing in the church today is the word of God. Amen. I hear a lot of people saying a lot of things, y'all. But they're not speaking the word of God. Look what she implied. I'm serving. She's not. I'm doing all the work. She's not. My thing is this. Watch this. Why did you even go to Jesus with that? What was she trying to do? She was trying to get her own way. She was creating a conflict between, come on, help me somebody. Because she had a conflict with, with Mary. Come on, somebody. She took it to Jesus thinking that Jesus was going to side. Listen, here, here's, here's something for you. Be careful of the people that come talking about other people. About what they're not doing and, what, and, and then puff themselves up to say what they're doing. Be very careful of those kinds of people. You know why? Because they have a self-interest. Amen. Over God's interests. You know when Peter went to Jesus and said, no, nah, uh, you, you ain't got to, you know, man, you ain't got to do all that. Jesus pulled him aside and said, man, let me tell you something, man. You are the devil. Because you're not thinking about God's interest. You're thinking about man's interest. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. He says, but only one thing. Come on, y'all. Is what? <clears throat> what is Jesus saying here is, is that is necessary to serve him? What, what, do, you, what do you think he's saying? What, what is he saying? <laughs> What's the one thing that Jesus says is necessary? Come on, y'all. It's nothing else other than what? The word of God. Look at this. She said, but only one thing, he, Jesus said, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Nobody can't take the word from you. See, and that's the thing, y'all. That's the thing. What happens in conflicts like this is that people try to make other people look good, make themselves look good, and make other people look bad. But that ain't the kind of church we have here. You ever notice that's what God is dealing with us with on Tuesday night? In Ephesians, about humility, about gentleness, about self-control, about all that kind of stuff. And, and even with how we handle each other, because God is getting ready to elevate us. Amen. He's getting ready to elevate this church. I'm telling you. And we're going to have to deal with all kinds of attitudes and all kinds of people coming from all kinds of different backgrounds. But if we do this, if we say, listen, the one thing. That we need to get to right now is that word. When you're feeling down, when you, come on somebody, when you can't go no more, get to the word. When it feels like you don't feel good about yourself, get to the word. Get to the good part that no, listen, they can take your house, they can take your car, they can take all that. But they cannot take the word of God from you. Why, why is the word of God so important? 
Have you read, have you read John 1, 1? 21 days of deliverance. How many of you been doing it? I want to tell you something. I've seen something. You know what I saw the first, you know what I, what I saw in chapter one for deliverance? You can be delivered from discouragement and have joy. That's what the wine is all about. The reason he turned the water into wine, symbolically, it brings joy. Some of us need to be delivered. We need some joy. And let me tell you who can do that. Jesus. That's chapter two, I mean. That's chapter two. Chapter one is about your deliverance so that you can have a good testimony. Matter of fact, I'm writing a devotional about it. How about that? I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes right now because I'm, 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 I'm trying to get one thing done for another two. Okay, but, but here's the thing. But I'm seeing stuff. But that chapter two got me. It's like, man, the reason why we don't have no joy because we're drinking, we, we're drinking out of the natural. We're not drinking out of the supernatural. If you were to drink some of this leftover wine, hey, 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 he can turn your water into wine. He can give you joy again if you really want to be delivered. But you got to go back to chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. Why I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus? Why is Mary chosen the good part? Because she understood who Jesus was. He was and is the Word of God in the flesh. Amen. So these little things that we deal with all the time. You know, I like when I'm weak. You know, when I'm weak, I preach better. Amen. When I got to rely totally on God. Amen. To fix my throat and fix my sinuses, all that. That's when it all come good. You understand? See, so, so the world will tell you, you're supposed to be a certain kind of way. But the word tells me. It works the opposite. When I'm weak, I'm strong. I told my wife today, heart, what did I say? Heart, not smart. That's going to be my next t-shirt. Heart, not smart. God ain't looking for smart people. (laughs) Come here, Paul. (laughs) It's the folk that can't read. That's who you're looking for. He's looking for heart. Ezra set his heart. Doesn't mean you're not supposed to study now. But what God really wants is a heart that will come before him and say, God, here I am. I ain't smart. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Bible. That's how I came. Heart, not what? Smart. Now don't, don't copyright that. No, hold on. Heart, not smart. He ain't looking for smart people. Because if he, if he, listen, Paul said, man, smart. He said, man, I'm one of the smartest dudes that live. He spoke 13 different languages. Amen. Handled the Hebrew text. Sat at the feet of Gamelion. All right. I used to say Gamel. It's Gamelion. All right. Watch this. And not only that, but Paul says, I didn't come in excellency of speech. 
Paul studied and all kinds of stuff. But guess what? He said, this is what he said. He said, it's the word, y'all. God want what? Heart over what? Smart. Amen to the amen, y'all. Y'all with me? All right. So let me give you the first response. So that's the, that, that, that's the unmet desire. The second thing is the escape response. People tend to use the escape response when they are more interested in avoiding unpleasant people or situations than resolving differences. <coughs> Watch this. We will rather go around a person than deal with the issue. We avoid people. That's why I do cross the aisle. And then I pay attention to see who's beeping. Not in this church. Not in this church. Because if, if you don't cross the aisle and hug your neighbor, it means something. See, we ain't got place. There's no place for that in the kingdom. If I got an issue with you, guess what we got to do? We got to hit them doors. And we got to go back there before we bring our offering. Come on. And we're going to go get that thing right. Because I can't walk around, amen, having something in my heart for you, right? Y'all with me? Y'all follow me? All right, good. I'm just checking. All right. Amen. And and say I'm praying and praising. So the the escape response, the first response is this. Write it down. Denial. One way to escape from a conflict is to pretend that the problem does not exist. I've done that. Amen. But you know, like I know, go to first Samuel. You know what that is, right? It's in the old Testament. First Samuel chapter two. Mm -hmm. To pretend that the problem doesn't exist. Another way is to refuse to do what should be done to resolve the conflict properly, these responses bring only temporary relief and usually makes matters worse. Denial. Let's stop denying we got problems, y'all, in our marriage. You see, we, we live in that denial phase. Amen. You know, young people always defend themselves. Because they're in denial. Amen. They're in denial that they ain't going to call no names. They're in denial that they got an attitude problem. Amen. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 22. Let me tell you about Eli. Look, look at verse 12. Denial. Nobody want to nobody wanna hear your child is worthless. Read it for me. Read it for me. This the pastor. This the pastor. This the pastor kids. Uh-huh. Read it for me. Read it for me. Uh-huh. Eli was the priest. <laughs> Stop right there. No, 12. 12 says what? They were what? Worthless. All right. Now, Eli didn't do a good job parenting. 
Amen. But he was in denial. Because he would not confront his children about what they were doing in the temple. Okay? And sometimes you need to hear what's going on. You need to, you need to hear what's going on about your kids for real. You, you need to hear that, that listen, that they tripping. Yeah. On Facebook and all, all this other stuff. That, you know what I'm saying? They're not paying attention. Amen. You preaching and teaching and they, they're, not, they're not in the word. Mm-hmm. But but check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Go go to verse twenty two. Read it for me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what they were doing? They were sleeping with these women, not just the ushers, they were sleeping with every woman that walked through that door. See? Now, watch this. Now, the reason why it says he was very old is because this has been going on a long time. Not only were they doing that, they were messing with the offering too. The money and the woman, women. But, but guess what? He did not have the courage. He denied it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, you know, sometimes we don't want to believe that's my child acting a fool. You know, people put their kids in the, in the back back there sometimes. Not my child. Yeah, your child. And if they have anything to say, you send them my way. And I'll tell them in a nice way. Yeah, that's your child. <laughs> that's your child, baby. Yeah, uh-huh. we got video on your child. Amen. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to work with your child. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to reinforce it when we leave here. You follow what I'm saying? So that you don't, uh, you don't live in denial that it's your child acting a fool. Come on, y'all. Come on. Reinforcement is the key. See, because if you keep denying that you, you're, no, my baby is good. No, uh-uh, your baby ain't no good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But we can help your baby because your baby is in the right place to be helped. That's why maybe I want to open a daycare or something. You understand what I'm saying? For real. Seriously. Because all the stuff we got going on out here, shoot, we need some real stuff to happen. Anyways, go on now. Go on and read now. They would lay with the women who served at the doorway. Yeah, the ushers. Sleeping with the ushers. (laughs) He said to them, why do you do such a thing? Why do you do such things? The evil things that I hear from all these people. No, no. My sons. Is that what he said? What did he say? Where is it at? He says what? No, my sons. No, my sons. The evil things that I hear, he said, no, my sons, for the report is not good, which I hear the Lord, hear the Lord's people, what? Circulating. If one man sins against another, God will what? Mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? 
but they would not listen to the voice of their father for the Lord desired to put them to death. You see, it should have never went on this long, y'all. I believe denial is the key. I, I think that a lot of us are denying the fact that there's certain things that's really wrong. And we're dancing around the issues and it's getting worse rather than getting better. Okay, and you cannot deny it because you're going to live, you're going you're gonna to end up in a place of destruction if we keep denying that there is an issue that needs to be handled. You know what? Eli was better at raising Samuel than he was his own boys. You know why? Because he would rather deal with the one who would cooperate with him rather than the difficult one. That's why I like them tough head kids. I do. I love them. I love when they could camp. I love camp. I love camp for that reason. I love hard kids. Because there's hope for them, but you as we as a body of Christ ought to be able to say, come on, kids, come on, we're going to do this. We're easy to give up on people. But, but, but when it comes down to uh, our responses to conflict, we, 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 we move into denial. The next thing we do is flight. Another way to escape from conflict is to run away. That's why people leave the church. Deuces. I'm up out of here. I don't want to deal with you. Bye. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. Bye. We gone. The pastor got to be. No. But they get to leave. Okay, and cut up and act a fool and put me on the couch. Amen. Read that. For, uh, go, go to uh, 1 Samuel 19. <clears throat> All right. We got five minutes. Don't worry about it. I got I'm on time. I'm gonna be on time today. <laughs> flight, y'all. I mean I'm sorry, deny. A flight? Yeah, flight, yeah. Uh, another way to escape from conflict is to run away. This may take the form of pulling away from a relationship, quitting a job, filing for divorce changing churches flight may be legitimate in extreme circumstances but in most cases it only postpones a proper solution to the problem that's why people get divorced and then they take that same mess to the next person amen rather than dealing with it ouch amen or thank you whichever one y'all want to do today y'all ain't i don't know what's wrong with y'all today y'all uh, go, go to go to go to First uh, Samuel nineteen and nine. Read that. Read verse eight. Nineteen and verse eight. Somebody read that for me. Philistines.
Stop right there. See? Some people just got an evil spirit in them. And they bring that evil spirit in the church. And let me tell you something about that evil spirit. It comes in different ways, you know. Okay? And then you want to pin somebody up to the wall. I, 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 I want to tell you. <laughs> yesterday, you heard about the synagogue shooting? Come on, y'all. Y'all got to stay up with the times, y'all. I don't know. What's what? My church. This is my church. My church. My church. Come on. My church. My church. Okay. Anti-Semitism, right? But watch this. It could have happened to me. It could happen to me today. No, no, no. They're not looking for you. They're looking for the past. They want to kill the past. Evil spirit. We had an evil spirit working here in the daytime that has come against us. An evil spirit trying to pin me to the wall. But I thank God that God fights our battles, y'all. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared either. Okay? But here's the thing. The pastor, he only got wounded in his hand and he got up and finished his sermon. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And even, listen, when, when you hate on your pastor, that's the devil. That's an evil spirit that comes from the devil, y'all. Because if you really think about how the pastor's been good to you, come on. Praise for you. Come on, somebody. Intercedes for you. Baptize your kids. Marry you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Bury your dead. And then you turn around and say, oh, I ain't going there no more. Because he's such and such and such. He always talking about money. If you tired, we wouldn't have to talk about money. Seriously, seriously, every time I come, you just happen to come on the day that I'm talking about money is because you're supposed to be there. I love, I love 905. Because we get to talk, you understand what I'm saying? We get to talk some real stuff, you know what I mean? This is real stuff that we, listen, listen, this evil spirit, he, listen, and, 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 and here's what's so deep about it. David was serving Saul. To soothe that evil spirit on him. Let me tell you how much Saul was not a good leader. Alright? When they were out to battle and, and, and Goliath was about to take him out. And David killed Goliath. You know what, you know what Saul asked? Who is he? First of all. How come you didn't remember when I was soothing that evil spirit on your behind over here? See, people will use people and forget all about what they meant to them. That's not what we do here. 
I remember every person, every person. I remember every person. I remember everything I've done. And not from that perspective. I, I know what we do. See? But I can't have a hateful bone in my body for anyone. Because God is not pleased with that kind of spirit, y'all. We may have differences of opinions. Okay? You may not like the way I structure things. Or you may say, you know, Pastor, I don't think, you know what I mean? And I may do it my way anyway because I'm supposed to. Okay? But watch this. But, but as far as hating anybody, even the lady that tried to, to trample us over, I love her because the Bible tells me to. Y'all with me? Satan is, Satan is against, he, he's coming. But I ain't afraid. I'm not afraid. This week alone, I had three flat tires. Four flat tires. Just all the blue, just flat. No nail, no nothing, just flat. The last one was yesterday, right? So I'm walking in the store. Let me show you. Let me show you when you don't respond and get aggravated and agitated because all of this stuff is coming at you. I look down on the ground. There's a fifty dollar bill. I picked it up, walked in the store. I said, "How much is the tire? Fifty four dollars." When was the last time you found fifty dollars? I'm learning how not to get agitated. I'm telling you, this series has helped me. I'm learning how to just be cool and let God, just 10 o'clock, I'm going to give it to you at 10 o'clock. Listen, let God do it for you. Go ahead, Sister Hunt. <laughs> you had your hand up for a long time. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, God will do that. God God sent an evil spirit to Saul. God, can do, God controls everything. He even controls the devil. He know when to send him your way. Amen. But you got to know how to respond. Music is powerful. That's what that passage teaches me. He would play the harp. Sometimes that's sometimes that's all we can look. That's now. Let me share something with y'all now. Ah, you ready? Do you want a? Per, I'm three minutes over. Do you want a permanent fix or do you want a temporary fix? Temporary fix is you listen to gospel music all day. Permanent fix, you get in that word. You read that word. You apply that word. You start standing on the promises of that word. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to be fixed for real. Amen.